This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. There is a path forward. The hostages being held must be released. And if we've got a, and some principle agreement, there will be a ceasefire while that takes place. Ramadan's coming up, and there's been an agreement by the Israelis that they would not engage in activities during Ramadan as well. Specifically now, as we get towards uh, the Muslim holy month of, of Ramadan, which is going to begin on March 10th, you know, this, this holy month is, is a month that's holy for killing Jews uh, traditionally. And we've seen it many, many oh, times that in Ramadan, the amount of terrorism uh, just goes up and up. And, and why is that? In part because, you know, Muslims go into the mosques. And if you hear what the imams are saying in the mosques, that they are spewing you know, by ruin anti-Semitism in, in all of these mosques, and people go out uh, motivated, and, and they're also they're fasting during the day, and they get angry, and uh, it, this could happen. I love that juxtaposition, Joe Biden talking about Ramadan. The Israelis going to lay off because it's a big Muslim holiday. And then you get my dear friend Alex Trayman, who works at JNS.org. There is no better place to get your daily information on Israel than JNS saying, well, Ramadan is when they actually come out and kill us. It's just funny because there seems to be one narrative coming from the United States and another from Jerusalem. That's why Alex Trayman is so vital to this show. Here he is, my friend, once again live in Jerusalem, where it's about uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon right now. Alex, good morning. In your case, good afternoon. How are you? Good morning, Sid. Doing well. Thanks for having me. Interesting juxtaposition there that I just played, huh? Biden talking about how with Ramadan coming up, the Israelis are going to be very respectful and not and try not to kill people. But you told me last week, unprovoked, that Ramadan is exactly when the uh, the bad guys go out and kill people. Yes? Yeah, look also when uh, Hamas launched their war against Israel. They launched it on our holiday, on Simchat Torah, on the Jewish holy day. So holy days is a holy time for killing Jews for for uh, Islamic terror organizations. So I asked you this yesterday. I keep hearing that Biden is getting very, very close. He's negotiating with Hamas. There may be a ceasefire as early as Monday. And I'm confused. you got to help me here, okay? It's not Joe Biden's war. I know there are Americans being held hostage. I know that it's nice to say we're Israel's allies, even though Biden's administration has proven to be traitors, proven to be traitors. But it's not their war. Last I checked, it's Bibi Netanyahu and Israel. Israelis are dying every day fighting wars in the north and the south, not Americans. So how is Joe Biden possibly going to get a ceasefire accomplished when at the end of the day, is it not Bibi Netanyahu calling the shots? Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is, there's a lot of pressure from the Biden administration uh, toward a uh, temporary ceasefire, which they actually hope would be turned into a permanent ceasefire. They hope that if they would get Israel to commit to stopping to fight uh, during Ramadan or for a period of four to six weeks, that then they could amass a tremendous amount of diplomatic pressure to prevent them from restarting the fight. This is the big threat. And what they're using as a lever against Israel, which is the same lever that Hamas is using against Israel, is the hostages. 
because the hostages is like a bulletproof issue. You know, if you if you support Israel, you support getting the hostages out. Obviously, Israel wants to get the hostages out, would do just about anything to get the hostages out. Um, but meanwhile, the terms that Hamas is proposing uh, are basically calling for a complete end to the war. And Israel's just not prepared to do that while you still have Hamas's senior leadership intact. That's exactly how Hamas took these people in the first place. How could we possibly be so stupid, whether it's America or Israel, and play into their hands? And look, you know, I sat there in your studios, in your studios, Alex, in Jerusalem. I sat there for 30 minutes face-to-face with Rachel Goldberg, and we both cried. And I loved her. I think she loves me, too. And I want nothing more than for Hirsch to get home. Nothing more. But at the risk of sounding insensitive, which I'm not. I'm a very sensitive guy. You do not put in jeopardy millions of people, millions, and and the future of a whole country over 80 people. Is that not a fair statement? Well, there's definitely a lot of Israelis that feel that way, even though, you know, obviously every Israeli wants every single last one of these hostages home. And I do think that there is a realization here that uh, the only way that we're going to get the hostages out uh, is going to be through some kind of negotiated settlement. I mean, we've been trying to get hostages back since the war started, and we've succeeded militarily, Israel has, uh, you know, to get back three of the hostages. 110 of them came back through a negotiation. So I think that Israel is open to negotiation, but what they want to see is a deal that ends the war completely. And that would look like a deal that gets back every single last one of the hostages, which is not currently being discussed or being offered by Hamas. You want to get back all the hostages, including all the, the dead bodies, which is important for, for burial in Israel, uh, you know, potentially offering Palestinians, uh, offering Hamas a way to allow their senior leadership to go into exile which means that they're no longer in Gaza and no longer can provide a direct threat to Israel and effectively ends the war uh, with their with Hamas's surrender. So I think that that's the deal that Israel wants. You're nowhere close to that right now. I think it's very much wishful thinking on Biden's part uh, that that the two sides are anywhere as close to an agreement. Um, you know, he, he obviously wants to get, you know, as many diplomatic wins as he can. And he wants to put pressure on Israel to stop the fighting. If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. Is there a realistic way that we can, or Israel when I say we, that Israel can win this war and wipe out the rest of Hamas, because they have to go to Rafa. I mean, if they wiped out 18 of the 24 battalions, they're almost there, as um, 
B.B. told this really nasty biatch, Margaret Brennan, on Face the Nation on Sunday. Victory is weeks away, not months away, not years away, weeks away. But is there any real way Israel can do this, go in there and wipe these bastards out without killing innocent people and maybe even some of these hostages? I want your honest opinion. Well, if you look at what the Americans are basically demanding of Israel, they they are demanding a plan that would allow uh, for the civilians that are currently in Rafah to be able to escape uh, to safer pastures, so to speak. Now, the reason why you have so many Hamas and Gazan residents in Rafah is because that's the further southernmost point in the Gaza Strip. And Israel started their military operation at the north, and they provided humanitarian corridor for residents to move to the south. Now all the residents are as far deep in the south as they can be, uh, and that includes not just the residents. It also includes hostages, and that includes the senior leadership of Hamas. Now what the U.S. wants is for Israel to allow residents to get out of harm's way. But what's going to happen? The exact same thing that happened when Israel created a humanitarian corridor for the north is that in addition to residents that are going to move uh, to other places, you're going to also have uh, the senior leadership of Hamas, the terrorists, and also hostages smuggled out in those same humanitarian corridors. So even if the IDF then can go into Rafah, uh, now the situation is going to be much more difficult because the, the fighting is no longer contained to this small area. Israel's going to then have to double back and start fighting again in some of these other areas that they'd already conquered. I've read that they've already smuggled some of these female hostages out. They put the, you know, the hijabs on them, the whole outfit, and they've already been smuggled out of there. This is Alex Trayman live in Jerusalem. So BB pushed back this morning. You know, Biden came out again, again, and said, you know, listen, BB, baby, Israel, you are running the risk of really alienating yourselves from the whole world. You're running that risk. He says it over and over again. How anybody can say, this man is a friend of Israel, is nauseating. But Bibi pushed back on that and said, that's not true. You'd be surprised. And the idea, too, that I have no chance of winning because Biden said my tactics were over the top. He told Margaret Brennan, that's not true either. So is Bibi just fighting back or is Bibi telling the truth? Bibi's telling the truth. I mean, he wants to win this war and Israel wants him to win this war. And there's a lot of Israelis that definitely hold him and the entire military and intelligence establishment uh, to blame for October 7th, and they should do that. Uh, But Israelis are united that they want this war to be conducted successfully, finished successfully. They do not feel that uh, the IDF has been operating over the top, quite the opposite. I mean, here you have a lot of pressure on the government saying, you know, what is this? You're you're allowing humanitarian aid in. If you would just turn off the food supply and turn off the fuel and turn off the lights, this would all be over a lot faster. So, you know, if anything, you know, Israelis want the job done as over the top as possible. uh, And and Bibi's been walking a fine line in order to maintain whatever remaining uh, vestige of international support that, that he can get. So Israelis want this war conducted uh, as tough as possible, as conclusively as possible. And quite frankly, the whole country is moving to the right over October 7th, not to the left, which is what the Biden administration would want. Uh, and uh, 
don't be so sure that the, this country is going to elections that quickly. Bibi might still be the prime minister for, for a few years to come. I would love that. Bibi wins again. Uh, Israel moving to the right. The United States hopefully moving to the right, too. Donald Trump. Uh, the Democrats proven time and time again, especially in this situation, they are not friends of Israel. Tell me about the north. What's going up there with Hezbollah in Lebanon? Uh, the situation continues to get more serious. I feel like I say that every time uh, we come on, but uh, now uh, we're seeing that the the rocket attacks uh, from Hezbollah are are moving deeper into Israeli territory, and also Israeli retaliations are moving deeper into Lebanese territory with the. Uh, Israel now in the last couple of days firing to the north of Beirut, which is really far deep into Lebanon. It's not like they're talking about just moving uh, moving Hezbollah away from the Israeli border. They're basically signaling to all of Lebanon that if Hezbollah continues their attacks and if there's no diplomatic solution, which looks less and less likely by the minute that uh, Lebanon as a country is going to pay a much more significant price for uh, not reigning in Hezbollah, and and that could put the entire country at risk over there. Well, then, do we run the risk in Israel that if Bibi continues to do what's right and not listen to Biden, that's the right thing? But do we run the risk of losing some American support? And I'm talking about money, because it feels like Israel is going to need that money and weaponry to win wars in the south and the north. Uh, could Israel afford to lose some support from this creep Biden and the United States and still win these wars? Yeah, the issue is not money. You know, thank God Israel's a, a pretty wealthy country, uh, you know, economically strong. There's a lot of uh, foreign reserves here. You know, Israel's not operating in a big deficit. There's There's money to fight the war, even though it's expensive, the more... A pressing issue is the rearming, uh, you know, and the, the artillery and the, the, the weaponry, the missile defense. And because of the money that Israel gets from the United States, uh, you know, people don't realize this, but 100 percent of that money needs to be spent back in the United States. OK, so that means that Israel becomes completely dependent on the United States for its armaments because it has to spend that money in America. And, and furthermore, that America, as part of the deal, can veto uh, defense deals that Israel would sign with other countries, basically forcing uh, that these defense deals will, can only be with American suppliers. So, so the United States really has Israel, you know, by by the groin here on this, uh, and. And there is the risk that the United States will not provide uh, rearmaments that it needs because it's now going to potentially have to fight on a second front. Uh, and quite frankly, they're going to have to use as much firepower as they have. They've been able to sort of uh, go not full speed inside Gaza because Hamas is not a sophisticated enemy, but Hezbollah is a much more sophisticated enemy, and it's going to require a lot more firepower. And so Israel is kind of pushing off this war uh, as long as they can in hopes of getting uh, armaments stocked up, both from the United States, and they're also trying to produce some of their own armaments now as fast as possible, and also getting some of the missile defense systems, like a new laser system that they're testing to be fully operational uh, before they launch uh, full-scale hostilities in Lebanon. 
When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Alex Trayman, once again, live this morning, this afternoon, on his case from IsraelJNS.org. No better place, folks. Trust me. My cousin Norm in Minnesota, Sid in Queens. We get all our information about Israel from JNS.org. One more, we'll wrap it up here. Uh, you know, people ask me what it was like walking the streets in Jerusalem, and when I was there, did I feel safe? And I did, but there's been a couple of terrorist attacks since I've left. You know, there was one down at that bus stop down by Gaza, Jerusalem last week, another shooting, a bunch of guys get out of a car. So is there a noticeable more police, more IDF on the streets even now in Jerusalem than when I was there like a month ago? We're not seeing that. I mean, last week uh, at a checkpoint on the way into Jerusalem from the east, uh, there was a a major shooting attack, uh, and uh, 11 people were injured. One person was killed. One of the injured was a pregnant woman. And the real fear here is that with Ramadan coming, that and Hamas is already talking about using Ramadan uh, as the you know, the second phase of October 7th. And they're trying to rally as many people toward the Temple Mount as possible, the Al-Aqsa Mosque, which they said on day one of the war that that was the reason why they were fighting. They're calling for as many people as possible to go to Al-Aqsa. They want to use it as a rallying call. And the big threat is that uh, Jerusalem and and the West Bank, Judea and Samaria uh, could erupt in in violence uh, and and even like uh, an intifada or, or other October. Over seven style attacks on Ramadan, and, and at the same time, the Biden administration asking Israel, you know, not to fire inside Gaza when it, when it's when it's operating war uh, because of this quote unquote holy month of Ramadan. So, in the final thirty seconds, you brought Biden back up moments ago. I remember that first interview again after he spoke on Fox News and pledged his allegiance and loyalty to Israel. And I said to you, Alex, Alex, he's the money behind behind Iran. You remember, I was I was furious. That anybody gave this guy any credit? Is it fair to say, Alex, that just in your case, not the whole country, maybe it is the whole country, but in your case, you've done a complete about face on the American president? Again, you know, I told you, if you would have asked me on October 6th, I would have agreed with you wholeheartedly on everything that we're discussing. But what, when October 7th happened, you know, we had no choice but to try to put our faith uh, in the U.S. administration because obviously we wanted their support. So we weren't going to come out and bash uh, the Biden administration. We were going to give them the opportunity to do the right thing. Now, 140 days later, I think that the true colors are, are clear for everyone to see, and and there's no protecting or, or giving the Biden administration the benefit of the doubt any further. You are the best. Your service is the best. I compel everybody who cares about what's going on in Israel to subscribe today, JNS.org. Alex is the CEO, JNS.org. Alex Trayman, my dear friend, is always terrific job. Stay safe. Thank you. Sid, thanks so much. You're the man. That's uh, Alex Trayman live from Israel. 
If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law. Personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at info at GaboLaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.